Hi, Rick Dancer. Welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer. And we are going to get very, very real tonight. Um, I just got a call this afternoon. I'm sorry, I'm making something work here. Um, or this morning uh, from a mom in Prineville, Oregon. Very upset, and you would be too, because her daughter, um, well, nearly died. I mean, she passed out. Um, she fainted. Uh, she had to be taken to the emergency room <clears throat> and, uh, the, well, I'll let them tell the story. Um, but it all has to do with a mask and wearing it during athletic event. And I have had so many emails from other parents concerned about their kids having to wear masks during athletic events. And, um, from Babe Ruth here in town, from all kinds of folks like that, they're very, very concerned. And when you hear this young lady's story, you will also be very, very concerned. So this again is brought to you by the Hydrate Bar. I'm gonna do a little commercial from them and then we're gonna pull our guests up and get into the content. And joining me now is Jessica Lay, and this is Savannah. So um, I'll tell you, I know that video had me with my mask on, but when I am doing heavy cardio workout, um, I'm in a room usually by myself, and I, when I run on the bike pass, I do not wear a mask because I cannot breathe, and I don't care what anybody says. I'm not wearing a mask when I exercise like that if other people are not around. Um, and if people want to bash me for that, you just go right ahead. I just don't care. So tell me what happened. In fact, Savannah, why don't you tell us what happened? This was last night. You're in cross country. Is that right? No, I'm in track and basketball. You're at what? Track and basketball. Okay. So tell people what was going on. So I had just gotten back from track practice and I walked over to basketball and we were just doing a couple of normal drills that usually are pretty easy for me and just, you know, kind of getting back in shape. And I was doing a couple of drills and it got really hard for me to breathe with my mask on and we're not allowed to take them off. So I asked to go to the side to take a break and I took it off. But one of my fellow teammates told me that I wasn't allowed to do that. So I went into the locker room where there was nobody there. And it just got to the point where I was like gasping for air and could not breathe. And uh, one of my fellow teammates went to go get somebody. And then my coach came in and I just, I blacked out. And then I woke up and then I blacked out again and I went um, into the ambulance. So, so, so mom, so Jessica, um, the, a cop, somebody had to actually give her, tell, tell that part of the story. Yeah. So she was unconscious, unconscious and didn't have a, from what I understand, a pulse. So one of the assistant coaches ran in and started doing CPR 
on her because she had been unconscious for so like quite a few minutes and wasn't breathing. They even put her face up by like the locker room mirror to see if there was any fog or breath and there was none. And while the other time, the another coach was on the phone with 911, you know, giving them updates. Um, and so they were actually administering CPR. And at one point, um, you know, she came to, but kind of slipped back out of consciousness. And, um, you know, I'm thankful for the coaches. I'm thankful for that teammate that that found her because what if she had gone unconscious when nobody was in there and, and she would have died from, you know, from lack of oxygen to the brain because she literally wasn't breathing. So they take her to the hospital, they rush her in, a, in an ambulance, take her in there. You go in there and what happens? Cause the doctors didn't talk with you about what's going on. Yeah. So the, as soon as I got out of the ambulance, the nurses were like making me try to put a mask on. And I was like, Whoa, I'm, I like literally just died. Like, I don't think that's a good idea right now. And I'm still having trouble breathing. And she's like, you have to put this on. And so I did, but it was not, it was not something I don't think they should have done. So even after what you've been through, yeah, they still want to put a mask on you. Yeah, The nurses did. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so weird. Um, did, have you, somebody's asking and you don't have to answer cause I don't, um, they want to know if you got the vaccine. Oh no, Heck absolutely no. not. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, uh, let me go back here. So, so tell me, um, in terms of, so, so, so mom, <laughs> to, to under, to say it lightly, you're pissed. <laughs> you are I, I'm, a, I'm really upset. I think the more I realized how serious it was as the night progressed, you know, they were doing all these tests at the ER and I didn't, all I heard was she passed out and was unconscious and get to the hospital. Right. So I, I'm thinking, okay, well, she's going to come to everything's going to be fine. And when I got there, she was, you know, alert and talking and, and kind of like jittery, you know, like, and I really chatty. And I was like, what is wrong? She's not really this chatty. Like I didn't know what they'd given her and thank goodness. Another player's mom actually contacted me and said, did you know that the first responders actually like gave her something. And I'm like, no, what? Like I would have no idea because the ER didn't tell me. So I had to seek out the nurse and say, Hey, what did they give my daughter? Like what, what was given to her? And they're like, Oh, we don't have any record of that. You're going to have to contact the paramedics or the police department. And so luckily the nurse was really great. Did some digging. He goes, Oh, they gave her Narcan when they arrived on the scene, which doing some research, I didn't know what that was. It's to, to, like basically kick you back after a drug overdose to bring you to like, so that is when I was like, Whoa, wait a second. Like this was very serious. Like she was not breathing. She was like, in my opinion, from what I was told, let couldn't, couldn't breathe was going to die. I don't know. Brain damage. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, right. but that Narcan, the fact that they had to give her Narcan was very alarming to me. Um, and of course, everything came back clean and she's super healthy. Nothing's wrong with her. The ER doctor told me it was from wearing the mask and having to wear it during sports and being hot and not being able to catch your breath. So he said that. Yep. Yeah. Like twice. Two different times. So, yeah. so then you pushed him a little bit and kind of jokingly said, would you put that in writing? And what did he say? He was like, oh, like, I think he thought I was kidding. Mm -hmm. And I was so tired and we'd been there quite a few hours and I should have pressed it at the time. I didn't really, I wasn't just, I just wasn't, 
it wasn't my priority, right? And so he was like, oh no, ha ha, like, but I'll make sure you get a printout, you know, like your discharge papers will say everything. And then when they handed me the discharge papers, it said she had fainted and it didn't say anything about what they had given to her on the, on the ambulance. And or why like, she it didn't say why she fainted. Yeah. And I'm like, this wasn't fainting. She had to have CPR to bring her back as well as an injection of Narcan or not an injection. They actually sprayed up your nose, but it's ridiculous. So somebody, somebody on here, Amy Kunkel is asking, that's not weird that nurses wanted to mask her. That's ER protocol. I think Amy, what we're saying is, from what she went through, that seems kind of weird. Yeah. I understand that's protocol. I went to emergency a year ago when I broke my wrist and I had to wear a mask. But when when you've passed out and been unconscious be conscious because of a mask, it does seem a little weird. Um, yes, they did have to ask you, but you think that there'd be a little bit of grace period here for somebody who um, you know has right. maybe has a little PTSD from the mask after that. I'm right. kidding. Someone will come on. They um, what did the doctor say happened? We already did that. I'm just getting questions. From, let's just stop wearing the masks. Um, what, so you went to the school today, um, the mama bear, and I use that in a very kind way because my wife is the same. You uh, you went to the to the school and you have a very good relationship with the school folks and you talked to the principal or who did you talk with? I don't need names, but what did you say? What was that conversation? Um, yeah, I just met the principal and the AD and, and the principal reached out to me late last night, as well as the coach came to the ER to check on her. Um, they were all really great. Um, and so, um, yeah, I met with the ER, I met with the principal and the AD, my husband and I, this afternoon, they squeezed us in and we just said, look, we're here just to let you know, we're going to the top with this. You're either with us or you're not. And we just want you to know where we're at. Like, this is not okay. We got it. We have to fight to make changes. I mean, if in my opinion, I've been a basketball coach. I've played my whole life. I, I I know how exasperated you get when you're running up and down a court. And if I see coll collegiate level basketball players and NBA basketball players not having to wear a mask, and yet these young people who are the least susceptible to COVID, what we know from data, why are we making them mask up during practice and games? This is ridiculous. Well, and especially with what happened to your kid. Um, so I'm guessing this is kind of big talk around Prineville because you've got a small town and I'm sure everybody by this time knows what happened to Savannah. Yeah, you know, we've kind of been in our own little bubble. I had to work today and we homeschool. So we're not at the school until after school's out when we go to my, all my kids play sports. So we haven't heard the chatter. We've just been getting lots of text messages like what's going on. Um, you know, the biggest thing is, is like it shouldn't take a child almost dying for this to make changes. Like, what is it going to take? Did she have to die last night for anything to be changed? So Jedediah, you've commented on here. I have a thing all set up. I can send you if you want to go on here and talk with them as well and me ask you a couple of questions. It's all set up. I just have to have you tell me that you want to do it and you have to have a computer. You have to Google Chrome on your computer and I would put you on in a heartbeat. Um, so I'm going to go down the list here and get more people's stuff. So if you, so let me ask you, Savannah, if you had an audience with governor Kate Brown, what would you, what would you ask her? Honestly, I would just ask her, how long are we going to keep doing this back and forth of like being able to split play sports and then going back to, you know, be wearing masks and how many more kids is it going to take for us to pass out for you to finally realize like this is not healthy. It's gotten to a point now where it's not 
just about wearing the mask to keep other people safe. It's about wearing, not wearing the mask to keep us safe, you know? It, just like the girl in Ben who just passed out and she broke a ton of state records in track and she changed so much just by, it's terrible to say, but you know, she passed out, but we're now allowed outside to be able to take our masks down when we run, but we have to put them right back up. So honestly, yeah, that's all I would have to say to her. So the sport is, uh, Jerry uh, McCorkle Gross is asking, the sport is, so you're in track. I'm in track, and then I um, also do basketball, too, is when I had my um, basketball season just started Monday, tryouts for varsity JV. So it's a first indoor sport we've done since COVID. Uh, our family personally, they've had wrestling going on, but this is a basketball. This is the first basketball season since COVID. Okay. So, Jessica, what if you could have an audience with the governor? Um, what would you what would you ask Governor Kate Brown? Whew. I would ask her to stop worrying about the politics and worry about the safety of these kids. Like this is what it comes down to. She shouldn't have to give up her basketball season because she, she can't wear a mask because she almost lost her life. Like that, this is ridiculous. It's gone too far. These kids need this. And, if, and for people who are like, well, it's just sports. Maybe they should be playing sports. Like these kids have nothing. They've had everything taken away in the last year. Most of them don't even get to see their friends at school. They don't even get sports. We're lucky enough to live in a very like city where they advocate for it to be open. And we've been pretty much open most of the year, but these kids are suffering depression and they're suffering anxiety. And they, I mean, I have three really healthy, very well-rounded children. And I've heard words like depression come out of their mouth. Like this is right. not okay. Well, you know, it's really funny because especially you folks in Primeville and then when you get over to the Jordan Valley and Baker City, if, if you just look to the east, Idaho's open. Oh, and look over there. There's Montana. We have people here that have games and teams. They can go play football and all that over in Idaho, but you can't play it here in Oregon because yeah. I guess, you know, and, and it's getting to a point where, you know, everybody's opening up. And here we sit. And I, the newest thing from the governor now is 70% of us need to be vaccinated. So we have a new goalpost. Every time we turn around, we try to meet the goalpost and it changes. So now we have a new goalpost, which is 70% need to be vaccinated. What happened to getting the hospital so that they weren't in danger of um, overflowing and overfilling? What happened to months and months ago is lowering the curve. It just keeps changing. And we as Oregonians need to get more involved in this process and say, uh-uh. Um, we met the goal and we're not going to keep having goals set because it, it's, you know, you, if you did that as a parent, Jessica, what would Savannah be doing? <laughs> <laughs> every, every time you turn around. Um, it's, it's crazy. It's just okay. a power thing with her. Just I'm sorry, power. Honey. Say it's it again. It's just a power thing with uh, Kate Brown just going back and forth of like, even Primo, we were just at an extreme. Now we're at high and it only lasts an entire week. I'm just like... The biggest thing is we're not the only ones It's happening all over our state. This was just a very scary, drastic situation, but I know lots of other kids who have suffered rashes and infections on their face due to the mask and can't play varsity sports because it's literally, and they have doctor's notes that, and, and there's nothing they can do and they're not being able to play sports because it's affecting them negatively in their health. So what do you say to the people that come on and say, well, we're in the middle of a pandemic. What do you think? I mean, this is people are dying out there and it's dangerous. 
I mean, it's got a 99.8% recovery rate. I honestly don't think it's that big of a deal, to be honest. And if you think it's such a big deal, maybe you should stay home and maybe you should wear a mask and let everybody else go out and do their own thing, you know? How old are you? I'm 16. Do you ever think about running for office one day? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Okay. Well, um, Savannah, I am so glad that we're doing this and we're not doing a story with your mother that her daughter died. Um, and because you're an awful smart kid and I think you, we need more Oregonians like you who think for themselves. And, um, so good luck to you. Um, mom, um, I think you got a lot of people on here who could probably help you and, uh, get involved in your push. And I don't know what that means or what you're thinking, but let us know. And you can post on stuff on my page to let people know how they can get involved. But you can go on the comment section of this and and you can um, make comments anytime you want to these people who are talking to you and, uh, and let them know what's going on. So please keep in touch with us and let us know what you're going to do next. OK. OK. Thank you, Rick. All right. Savannah, go kick some ass. All right, I will. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> Mr. Dancer said a bad word. <laughs> it's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. Okay. It's in the Bible. All right. See you later, sweetie. All right. Bye. All right. All right. So there you go. Um, yeah, that's a very brave young woman and a mom. Uh, you don't mess around with someone's kid. And so how you get involved, that's your business. But that's the information you can go with. That's a story. It's one story, but we don't want to have one story like that that ends up in death. Um, if you disagree with us, great. That's fine. You can comment on here. Just try to be kind, um, you know, and uh, make your opinion intelligent and known. But um, don't don't slap people around on here because uh, we're, we're pulling more and more bullies off if we have to. Um, and again, this is sponsored by the Hydrate Bar. And tonight at five o'clock, um, we'll be there to kind of show you what the Hydra Bars are all about. It's a very cool thing um, and it's very neat and uh, you're gonna love it. Oh, I have a comment from a friend of mine. I have to put this up, Rick. As you know, I moved to Primeville. I can't imagine if I had sports taken away from me. I couldn't afford to go to college. I don't know what I've done without a college scholarship. These kids are depending on their ability to play, to get noticed by college scouts and taking their sports season away from them is ridiculous. There needs to be better management education about the virus in being about being vaccinated as well as mask wearing. I wish we could move in that direction. And I'll tell you what, Paula Berry uh, was an Olympic shot putter. Um, and she came from Prime, or, um, Prairie, oh God, Paula, what, which one was it? It was Prairie City? Did you grow up in, I think she grew up in Prairie City. Um, now a Prineville resident. And that's how much sports got her to where she is today. Um, Olympic shot putter. And then she became, um, she worked for St. Vincent de Paul. And now she's the mother of two wonderful boys and doing all kinds of cool stuff. But it was college or high school sports that got her and a coach that told her she was amazing that got her to do what she got to do. So these are the stories. It's not just a game. This is like for kids, this is a huge deal. It's not just a way out. Um, this is something that they depend on some kids. This is the only way they can go to college, um, because they're not getting their tuition for free. And this is the only way they can do that. I'm trying to organize a Sandlot style baseball group in the Eugene and surrounding areas. No mass, just fun. Well, Jedediah, when you do that, just feel free to let me know. Oh, javelin thrower. I'm sorry, Paula. Thank you. She wasn't a shot putter, but I'll tell you what, if anybody could throw a shot put, <laughs> 
<laughs> Paula Berry could kick your ass. And she's the nicest person you ever know. So she grew up in Dayville, Oregon, and she was an Olympic javelin thrower. So, yeah, I have really cool friends. And she's an awesome woman. And she lives in Primeville now. Um, the masks are more important than lives, apparently, for the nurse at the ER force masks on the girl. I think Michelle and the nurses uh, uh, to, to stand up for her in her defense, it's a policy that the hospital had. And um, I can't say that I wouldn't do the same thing, you know, to say here, we really need you to get this mask on. Um, but it does seem kind of funny, ironic, weird, uh, that after what someone's gone through, <laughs> you know, it's like it, that you ask them, you know, I don't know that that's, but that's not my call. Um, I don't want to pick on people at the hospital. Um, high school sports kept me out of trouble and was a way of coping with life. Couldn't imagine not having them. Um, yeah. And oh, thanks, Rick. <laughs> Paul, I love you. You're awesome. So um, that's how it works, guys. Uh, so take this, uh, share it on your page and let other people know what's going on. And we as Oregonians need to build some momentum here and make sure that um, we get that order of life back. And that is that the governor is the governor and she works for us. So we the people get to decide what we do. And just because the legislature gave power um, that they can't now take away, uh, doesn't mean that we are not still the boss. And so we just need to act that way and say, you know what? We want some answers and pressure and putting that on there and uh, not rioting, not screaming and calling names. Please don't write nasty things on here um, using Kate's name. Um, I ran against her. She's a perfectly nice person. But be factual, be kind, and be firm. Being kind does not mean that we act like wusses. Um, but it's time to get the order back in. And what the one thing I would suggest that everybody do, write the legislature, all of them especially go in there. There was a house bill that was designed to try to have some oversight by the legislature um, over the governor's executive orders. And it failed by one vote. Nine Democrats sided with Republicans to try to get that to pass. So what do you do? I know it's hard because you don't understand the system. Well, I do. So what you do is you get, you write a letter. This is what I do. One email to all those people who voted for it and say, thank you for sticking up for uh, Oregonians and thank you for trying to get oversight. So you, you comp, you do good things for the people that did the good thing. And then for the people who voted against it, then you write each one of them and said, hello, I'm putting you on notice. You are not representing what I believe. And here's why. And again, when you write those, you be kind, you be firm and you do it. And I know half of you are going to sit here and go, ah, I don't have time. Well, then we're going to keep doing this over and over and over. They're politicians and the only thing they can hear is us. And we have to be in full force when we do that. And there's a bunch of people that disagree with us and that's okay. I don't have a problem with people who disagree with me. Just don't bully me because I will shut you down. Um, but we, it's our responsibility as Oregonians to take this back and fight for kids like Savannah and other people out there and ourselves, God, ourselves, you know, and set me a standard governor that sticks 
Don't keep changing the goalpost because that doesn't work. And that is not good governance. And that is not the way it's supposed to be. So get it together or we're going to do something else. I'm Rick Dancer. I will see you at five. Uh, thank you to Jessica and Savannah, the very brave people and all the folks over in Primeville uh, for, for sh shipping in. All right. We'll see you guys later.